In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus has just spent dozens of verses telling his disciples, announce the kingdom of heaven, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those with skin diseases, cast out demons, and do it all for free. And you are to say peace, he says, when you enter a house. And then he spends even more time telling them how people will respond to that. To this incredible, free, free of charge, liberating work of justice. How they'll respond to getting their families back and their jobs back and their lives back and their health back. To being free from oppression, liberated from evil, becoming a part of the new creation. They'll hand you over to government authorities, he says. Lynch mobs will come for you and beat you up in public gatherings. You'll be put under church discipline. People will think you're a heretic. You'll lose respect and honor and status in your community. You'll be publicly shamed. Family members and close friends will hand you over to the police to be killed. People will hate you, call you names worse than Satan. You will say peace, but people will respond with a sword. Who let the dogs out? I let the dogs out. That's my dog. She wants to go inside. Why will people do this? Because, friends, the gospel shows over and over that many, maybe we could even say most, people don't really want peace because peace comes by overturning the way the world works and many people like the way the world works let me say this again the gospels show over and over and over that many if not most people don't really want peace because when the peace of the kingdom comes when kingdom justice comes it overturns the way of the world and most people like the way the world works this is how the world treats Jesus. And Jesus says, this is the way the world will treat you and missionaries I'm sending out now. And by extension, uh, friends, we can say this is the way the world will treat us. So we get to this small, brief section of our text that uh, my special guest, Spencer Ruark, read today for us. And it says this, those who receive you are receiving me. Those who receive me are receiving the one who sent me. I assure you that everybody who gives even a cup of cold water to these little ones, because they're my disciples, will be rewarded. If they treat Jesus like this, they'll treat Jesus' first representatives like this. And guess who else they're going to treat like this? Those who receive these missionaries. Today, friends, we proclaim the good news that Jesus is present in that work with us as we participate in kingdom mission and kingdom justice. So let's see Christ present today here on Zoom. Look in Christ's eyes. Receive each other as Christ. And let's serve each other in mutual dependence as we buckle up for the long fight ahead of us for kingdom justice. I want to point out three things in this text, friends. Three things, and I want to move through them uh, rather quickly. The first is those who receive Christians receive Christ. 
The second is that uh, that Christ's ambassadors are called little kids. And the third is we're in a fight. We're in a battle, a struggle, and it's real. So first things, first things first, as they say, those who receive you are also receiving me. Those who receive me are receiving the one who sent me. Verse 40, the one who is sent represents the full presence of the one who sends. This is a Jewish um, principle. And I, I'm, I might, my, uh, my Hebrew is a little rusty, but I think it's pronounced Shalaya. Or maybe Shalayach, but I don't know. <laughs> don't don't quote me on that last uh, consonant. Uh, but Shalaya is this principle that um, that that basically says the one who is sent fully represents the one who sends. This is where we get like in the name of Jesus, right? Uh, slaves would be sent in the name of their master, and they could do business as a master. Uh, by the way, uh, the uh, Phoebe was sent with the letter of Romans to the Roman church in the name of Paul which means she would have been like the person who could speak on his behalf and teach authoritatively from that letter. It's one of the reasons why we have women preachers here at the table. Uh, two weeks, Mallory will be preaching, so uh, we get a little Phoebe action up in here. Anyway, uh, when we go in the presence, uh, when we go as Christ's ambassadors, we are bringing the presence of God. We contain the presence of God. And, and this is the logic of this text. When we receive someone who represents the presence of God, we are communing with God. We're communing with God as we are with each other. To love each other is to love God. This is why Jesus says the greatest commandment is inseparable. You can't say love God or others, but you love God as you love others, or you love others as you love God even. Notice the identification these people get too, not only with God, but with these missionaries' ministry. He says to receive a prophet is to get a prophet's reward. To receive a righteous one or a just person is to receive a just person's reward. So we identify with each other and we mutually receive the benefits that each other gets. Brothers and sisters of the table, we are sent ones. Amen? Amen. We bear the image of God. And together we are the body of Christ, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Uh, Friday night, I was meeting with a group of leaders who lead our DNA groups, and we were just checking in on uh, the leaders, the people who lead our DNA groups, they need uh, investment too. And we get together and we uh, encourage each other once a month, and we build into each other, and we proclaim good news to each other. It's a wonderful time. And at the end of our time together, I found myself saying this to everybody, it's a holy practice to behold the work of God in someone else's life and to enjoy it. It's a holy practice to look to see the work of God in somebody else's life and to delight in it. Just delight in it. Because when we do that, we're delighting in the activity, the justice of God. We're seeing God in our midst. Today we proclaim the good news that Jesus is present in and with us as we participate in kingdom justice, kingdom mission. So see Christ present here today. Take it off speaker view. Put it on the uh, panel view, if you will. Look in his eyes. Receive each other as Christ. And let's serve each other in mutual dependence so we can buckle up for the long fight of kingdom justice that's ahead of us.
Secondly, uh, notice that uh, Jesus says he refers to the missionaries as little ones, as kids, little children. Little ones. Uh, this says something about not their age. This is a metaphor. This says something about their status or standing in the world. Kids, uh, quoting uh, a friend of mine, um, says kids are easily oppressed and powerless that could not and would not defend themselves, and hence they depend solely on God. Children have the least amount of status and standing among uh, Hebrews. And we extend hospitality to people who have no status, not because it increases our profile, but we receive others. We receive people of low status, of no renown, of no worth or dignity or value, because that's where Christ is. Because we're receiving Christ as we do that. And he commends them. He says, even if you give them a cup of cold water, you won't, you'll be rewarded. You won't lose your reward. Now, the cup of cold water is the most meager of expressions, right? This isn't, uh, you aren't smoking a, a pork butt on your smoker for 14 hours. You're not getting out your $80 charcuterie board and your 1947 Cheval Blanc as people come over. That was for you, Bruce. You may be the only person who knows what I'm talking about there. It's a pretty expensive bottle of wine. This isn't the kind of hospitality that Jesus is commending here. It's not about decadence. It's about dependence. Do you see that? We use the word hospitality when we are talking about entertaining and impressing. Jesus is talking about hospitality as you enter into mutual dependence, where you are taking care of people with whatever you have, and there's no concern about who's raising in status or honor. What do they think of my house? Do we have time to pick up the kids' underwear, uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's about serving each other with what we have. It's about solidarity with each other. It's about opening our hearts and space for each other. If we're ever going to see Jesus in each other, if we're ever going to be sustained in the long, long, long fight to bring about the peace and justice of the kingdom of God, we're going to need we're going to need to fall out of love with worldly power and status. This is the opposite message we typically get in church. When people lose worldly power, they get angry and afraid. Part of working for justice is proclaiming good news to people as little kids, as ones with no status as ones with meager means, just cups of cold water, proclaiming to people who are scared and afraid and who get angry and they want to scapegoat and blame others for their loss of power and make people enemies, we proclaim peace and justice and freedom to them. We, we demonstrate the good news of what it looks like to forsake worldly power for the sake of the kingdom. They desperately need that, friends. We desperately need that, friends. Today, we proclaim the good news that Jesus is present and with us as we participate in the kingdom and bringing about justice and peace. So see Christ present here today. Look in his eyes. Receive each other as you would Christ. And let's serve each other in mutual dependence, not decadence, not impressing each other, but just serving each other in basic human mutual dependence so we can gird up our loins, buckle up, for the long fight of kingdom justice ahead of us. The third point is that, uh, friends, our world's a mess. 
Sorry if nobody told you that. If you've been avoiding the news, uh, sorry to <laughs> the blooms falling off the rose here on Sunday morning. Our world's a mess right now. We're a mess. Outrage and social media posts and quick fixes aren't going to fix this. And just because we have good news, healing, deliverance, power, doesn't mean the world's going to want it. So let's be sober-minded and fully awake. We're in a fight, but not against flesh and blood. We will be opposed, but those who oppose us aren't the enemy. My daughter, uh, about six months ago, who's eight, she just came out with lipstick all over her face. So... Um, another Sunday morning, I'm killing it as a dad. Um, she woke up with a fever uh, in the middle of the night. Um, and she was uh, in one of those states where she was sort of uh, having a bad dream, kind of sleepwalking. And, and it seemed like she was hallucinating, like she wasn't in her right mind. Have you guys ever been there before or seen somebody like this? Thrashing about, uh, almost possessed, yelling at me. Um, and, and it's really easy for me in that moment to not take her illness personally. Like, I know she has a fever. She's got a cancer or sickness in her that's making her act out of her mind. And so when she's trying to slap me or push me away or yelling at me for doing, for taking care of her, it's easy for me to not take that personally. But it's harder for me when my neighbor goes all racist on me. It's harder for me when a family member messages me uh, and uh, isn't, isn't, quote, idiot, right? It's harder for me when uh, it's adults who don't have a fever who are who I want to make my enemy, who disagree with me or who are doing hurtful things. But friends, we are in a fight, and if we make other people the problem, we get sucked into the actual problem, which is making enemies and hating the haters. Don't hate the haters. We have an enemy, it's not people. We're being opposed and we're in a fight, but the battle is not against flesh and blood. Amen? Amen. So the call here is to be sober-minded about the opposition, but to see no one from a human perspective. Just like all of you, when somebody you love is sick, you will fight for them and you'll take slaps and scratches from them. We learn to see everyone with a fever out of their mind who needs care and deliverance and healing their cancer is the enemy not them their fever is the enemy not them friends today we proclaim the good news that jesus is present and with us as we participate in his kingdom mission of justice and peace so see christ present here today with you open your eyes look around receive christ in each other Let's serve each other in mutual dependence because we need, we need long-suffering, enduring, no quick fix. White anger won't fix the problems we have today. We need to settle in, buckle up, gird up our loins, set our faces towards Jerusalem in the long fight for kingdom justice. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen.